The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Welcome to Veterans Air, the Veterans Hour. I'm your host, Douglas B. Welcome to another special podcast of Veterans Air. Today, we're going to be talking to Harvey and Ted from God's Garage. Yes, you recognize the name, God's Garage. You've been hearing it for years. But do you know what they do? Do you know who they are? And do you know why they are? Today, we're going to answer those questions for you. Because I have with me in the studio, yes, we, we, have, we have masks too, and, you know. We could wear them. Um, we're, gonna, we're in the studio with them, and we're going to ask these questions and find out what God's Garage is, why it exists, and how you can help out, because this is a worthwhile organization. Now, <clears throat> I talked to Harvey, and I said, you know what? Tell me the story. I know the story. I've heard it before. I've known Harvey for a couple of years. We were in the Legion together um, back in their old location, um, he, uh, he hosted uh, some chili cook-offs for us. Um, if you remember the great turkey giveaway two, three years ago, God's Garage and Harvey when the one, was the one that supplied all the coffee and the hot cocoa on that bitter day that we were all standing out there waiting in line for a turkey. Um, so let's get right in it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read what, what Harv gave me about the organization, then I'll introduce them. God's Garage started with a simple act of kindness. Around 2010, a lady and her little girl left the Lone Star Cowboy Church in Montgomery, Texas. After nighttime services, they were seen walking down Highway 105. Highway 105 is a rural highway with no lighting, no sidewalks, and it was raining with poor visibility that night. The youth pastor, Chris Williams, happened to see her and gave them a ride home. It was found out later that the reason she was walking was because her truck had been broken down for three months in a repair shop, and she didn't have the money to pay for the repairs. She was very embarrassed to share her story. That's when a group of men organized and said, too many people know how to work on vehicles to have women and their children walking the highways. In a short time, a small garage was built, and women needing repairs brought their cars on Monday or Tuesday nights, and volunteers repaired these cars. Around four years later, God's Garage was getting growing pains with more volunteers and people wanting to donate their cars. God's Garage then leased a warehouse with five acres of land for $2,500 a month. Not knowing where the fund funds would come from, they did it anyway. Every month, God has provided God's Garage the funds to operate and provide transportation to ladies in need. Each of the last two years, God's Garage has given away 150 vehicles and repairs, 150 impacting over 1,000 children, each for the last two years. God's Garage was getting growing pains again, and in August of 2019, they closed on a 13-acre location at 2106 East Davis Highway. Uh, East Davis, that's Highway 105. Uh, <clears throat> the new location has an office building and a two-bay garage. But when funds allow God's Garage, God's Garage will continually expand and are looking for partners, sponsors, and volunteers. The needs of God's Garage are, one, prayers for the ladies in need, the garage to be able to continue helping them, volunteers to work, clean, and pick up vehicles, volunteers for office, seminar, titling vehicles, processing, and vetting applications. God's Garage needs vehicles and monetary donations. God's Garage has been successful because the people of donating their vehicles 
while others have been sponsors to help fund the parts to restore those vehicles roadworthy again. God's Garage is out there helping the children and the women of our community. I want to introduce you to Harvey, you? Y'all. Y'all. Yeah, Yo. like, like howdy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and Ted, Ted Wyrick? Wyrick, yes. Um, they are both Army guys. Cool. Um, which is a, a break from what we usually do here. We have Navy and Air Force guys. I don't think we've ever had all a whole Army crew here. This gets me excited. I know it. Um, I'm going to read their bios. Um, Harvey is a board member and president of God's Garage. Harvey graduated from Galena Park High School in 1968, attended San Jack Junior College, and then the United States Army and served in Vietnam. You don't look that old. You're a young-looking guy. Just wanted you to know that. In 1971, Harvey became a Houston firefighter and served the Houston Fire Department until his retirement in 2011. In addition to pursuing a variety, variety of other enterprises during his career, he served as a volunteer at the Needham Fire Department, Forest Hill HOA, Lazy River Water Board, Montgomery County ESD Fire Commissioner. I didn't know you were a fire commissioner. Oh, absolutely. Damn. And is currently on the Houston Retired Firefighters Board. Harvey is one of the core volunteers at God's Garage, covering vehicle pickups, property maintenance, and building construction. Harvey, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Ted is the interim chairman of the board. A native of Kingstree, South Carolina, Ted moved to Texas in 1990. He attended Texas A&M University and graduated Giga in 1990. Hmm? Giga Maggies. Giga, Giga Maggies. That's A&M thing. Get your guns up. We're, we're a Texas Tech family. <laughs> and he is the chairman of the board. The interim can be taken off. Congratulations or condolences, yeah, depending on how this turns out. <laughs> um, uh, Ted graduated from A&M in 94 with a Bachelor of Science degree in Industrial Distribution. Good field. Ted was later commissioned in the U.S. Army, where he spent nine years on active duty. Ted also attained his MBA, Concentration in Finance, from Auburn University during this time. After exiting the military, he entered commercial aviation and is now a Boeing 737 captain with United Airlines. Ted is on the board of two organizations, Driving Family Futures, the Woodlands United Methodist Church, and God's Garage. Ted currently resides in Magnolia, Texas, with his wife Amy and their two children, Meredith and Mark. Ted, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So, guys, you survived the coronavirus, the pandemic. <laughs> yes, and we're ready to reopen our garage. We have about 25 cars, maybe 30, time we get an event scheduled to give away at this time. You have cars ready to be given away. We have cars ready to be given away, but because of the virus, we have postponed uh, people coming to the garage. But as soon as we can, we're going to be giving some cars away. Make sure you let me know ahead of time. We'll do, we'll do a remote from, uh, from your location. Great, great, great. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask that question. Have you been open during this? Very, there's been a handful of people that's kept it. We've asked the volunteers not to come up at this time. We uh, usually give a seminar, which Ted will probably tell you more about. And we have had to cancel two seminars with the ladies because we don't just give a car away. We give life skill classes. And uh, we've had to postpone them. And we do not give a car or repair a car until the ladies attend this seminar. So we had to put off the seminars, which meant putting off uh, gifting the cars to the ladies. That's a shame, but I'm glad to see you guys were able to get some work done. Listen, I heard from one of our other guests that we had on the show, and, and who I and uh, Dan, the uh, bug-killing man, follow, uh, 4T4 Racing. You guys are cohorting with them and building a car? Yeah, absolutely, and I'm glad that you put them in touch with us because uh, it's a great partnership we've come to found, find out is they're building a race car right now, and it's going to help the Canyon Recovery but it's also going to have God's Garage uh, logos on the car. And I, I think tomorrow night they're actually going to be doing a race, and we're trying to get contacts of where it's going to be and be able to attend that. But it's pretty exciting to have a race car with God's Garage on it, and it's helping another ministry. Have you seen the 22 Cannon Recovery car? No, I haven't. Okay. Um, 
remind me because you know me if you don't send me an email i'll promise you the world and i'll forget about it as soon as i walk away um, but i have some awesome pictures of the 22 cannon car they uh invited dan and i out when they were doing uh time trials over at the racetrack and it is i have to say it is the most beautifully wrapped car i have ever seen yeah. i don't remember who did the wrap but if you're out there, kudos, dude, because this is like a beautiful car. Well, I, I'm it, hoping this God's Garage car looks like right. similar to that. It's, it's, and, you know, I, I like that organization because, like y'all, they just saw a need and decided to do it. And the 4T4 racing team, um, the driver, Josh, who's ex-military, mm -hmm. but the, the team itself, they're not military people. They just said... You know, by the grace of God, we have the ability, yep. and we're going to give back to our community. And that's why I love having, you know, people like y'all on the show. Well, great. Um, so if, if you guys out there listening to me, if you're following um, the 4T4 Racing page on Facebook, and you should be, um, know that the guys over there, they're working with Harvey and God's Garage to make another car. Um, I'm going to remind 4T4 Racing that during the interview, you said that I can come ride in the car. I want to let you all know that. I'm sorry. They put it out. It's on the air. It's on recording. I have it. I'm going to go drive a car. Um, no, I, I, I doubt they'll let me drive their car. I wouldn't let me drive the car. Uh, Dick, we have to do uh, news and weather. So here we are for the weather. We're about to get slammed with a thunderstorm. And, of course, I don't have my sandbags out at the house. So you know what that means, right? I'm going to be flooded again. Whenever I'm prepared, I don't flood. Whenever I'm not prepared, don't put my sandbags out and whatnot, I flooded. Well, that's the part of the Army I was in, the filling of the sandbags probably. <laughs> I'm, 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 I am good at, at sandbagging. I really am. Um, back in... Uh, September, I think it was, um, when we had that storm come through, I got six inches in the house. Oh. $20,000 wow. worth of damage. Wow. Couldn't believe it. Six inches. I can feel for you. I've lived in a house that got flooded twice, and now where I live is probably the highest place in Montgomery County. I got tired of cleaning up after a flood. If, if, if I could sell my house, I'm moving to the top of a hill someplace. Mm -hmm. Um. So tell me how this all started. We read about it, but what was the motivation behind it? How did you get involved? Well, you took my thunder away on, on how it started because I love the, the old telling it was a simple act of kindness, which it was. You know, we, we never envisioned God's garage 10 years ago becoming what it is now. So, uh, you know, I personally got started. I'm one of the founding board members of God's Garage, but I liked it right away when that, when I found out it was helping people, our ladies in need of transportation, and be able to fix them so they could get their kids to the store, to the schools, uh, whatever they need to do to take the kids. And when you live in like Montgomery County, a rural area, it's just about you have to have transportation to be to get around. And when I saw that, the, the mission statement that we kind of came up with of helping single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military, I was so just on the mission statement. But then when you turn around and you hand somebody a set of keys and you see the emotion and the change it makes in their lives, it's a driving force that keeps you coming back for more. And... Uh, you know, we've given, I think, what, around 500 cars from the very beginning away. and uh, It never gets old. It never gets old. It's life-changing. And I want to interrupt you here. And, and, and for all you're listening out there, I want to let you know these are not clunkers. These are nice, fully reconditioned, fully functional, not breaking down automobiles. When I first met uh, Harvey and Chris over at... Uh, the original God's Garage, I was just awestruck on the, the, the range and breadth of vehicles that they had that they were reconditioning to give away. I mean, that's got to be a lot of work. Yeah, I want to go into the Forrest Gump of the box of chocolates <laughs> yeah, that, you, that you never know what you're going to get. And the same thing with us. We feel that we probably can repair 40% of the cars donated. 
But every car that is donated to God's garage is a blessing because we can use it in some way. We can use our first priority is to get the car running and back on the road and all the, like you said, in safe condition and all the parts working mm -hmm. and all that. But I, the next thing, if we can't get it back in that shape, we'll use parts off of it. And lastly, we will salvage it out, and then we turn those funds into the vehicles that we can get back on the road. So if a car has a clean title to it, running or not running, we will pick that car up and be able to use it for God's garage. Now, I want to go back to the, um, you know, the, the reason we do this for these ladies. The correlation to getting out of poverty, I mean, it's hand-in-hand hand with reliable transportation even more so than education. If you don't have reliable transportation, you can't get out of poverty because you can't get to your job, you can't get to the places you need to be. Now, if the transportation, it can be either public or private, right? If you have public but it transportation, has to be reliable. but it has to be reliable. And in our area, Houston and Montgomery County, the public transportation is fairly limited. So for these ladies, getting a vehicle that is running and driving and safe, which is what we shoot for, is a life-changing event and propels them to get out of their current situation, which is, you know, typically is really a, a dark spot. Uh, when you don't have wheels, I mean, if you can picture in your mind not being able to get from point A to point B around this area in a safe manner, especially around the clogged highways we've got, uh, if you don't have wheels, it's, it is really a tragic, tragic point in their lives. And that's why we try to do I'm, is get I'm glad them on you bring that up. Again. Let me tell you a story. Back in my younger days, uh, I'm not from Texas, but I got here as fast as I could. Um, <laughs> Me too. Uh, in, in my younger days, when I was just starting my, you know, working, um, I worked in Seaside Heights, New Jersey. And I lived in South Toms River. And it is a 13 to 17 mile trek between where I lived and where I worked. Every day. Rain or shine. The pouring rain. Riding my bike across this Steep old bridge to get to Seaside Heights. I was struck by lightning one day oh. riding this. Yes, yes. Um, and when I got my first car, that's when I realized what true freedom was. When I got mm -hmm. my, my car, I realized I wasn't limited now to be doing this type of work. I could range further and find a better job. And I did. So transportation, you're 100% absolutely, absolutely right, Ted. Transportation is one of the key points for pulling yourself up out of the situation you're in. And, and in some cases, I want to say something, so many times we've seen this downward spiral where they have a vehicle they're using, car breaks down, much like the first lady that we, we, we have with God's garage help. The car breaks down, goes in the shop, but they can't afford to get it repaired. Mm -hmm. Or it's so broken that it's not recoverable. Well, at that point, they're relying on a friend to help them to get from point A to point B to get to their job, and that works for a period of time, okay? But invariably, it breaks down. Somebody can't get them to, where they, to work that day, and you do that a couple of times, and employers get upset, and typically yep. the job goes away. Now you have no job, no car, and they're in a worse pickle than they ever were before. A lot of these, right. these ladies, single moms, they all have kids they're supporting, right? I mean, I remember... Susan, you remember we helped mm -hmm. with the old yeah. garage? Mm -hmm. She had a daughter that was autistic with cancer, cancer. Mm -hmm. teenage daughter, autistic with cancer, and that situation happened. Car broke down. It was unrecoverable, and you know, she applied with our program. You can apply online at godsgarage.org, and uh, applied, and we saw the app, and we got her a car, and life-changing event. I'll never forget it because... It was the first car I got to be part of a giveaway on. I've been part of the garage for a little over five years. And you got these, you know, we had seven or eight of the mechanics, the guys that worked on the car to get it fixed, and she's there, and it was uh, 6 a.m. in the morning because the TV was covering it. Yeah. And uh, I'm telling you, these, these mechanics back there, you S know. Sand in your eyes. Yeah, sniffling. <laughs> it, it was an emotional moment. It really was. For us and for the lady who was getting the car, Susan, uh, and she actually volunteered with the garage for a good period of time after that, even though, I mean, she was in the pickle she was in with this, this daughter who was having trouble and, and herself, she would come to the garage on occasion and help out as a way of giving back. And that's, that's I, I just, I was floored by that. That was amazing. Yeah. Do, do, do we have their website we can throw up, Dick? 
Um, you know, what you just said about the freedom and being able to get a job, I guess it's a good time to throw in the life skill that, yeah. that we give them if you want to kind of share that with them. Yeah, sure. So what we do at Guys Garage, we don't just give away a car. Okay. We also try to provide some life skills training to these folks to help uh, propel them further than just the car propels them. Uh, they get some basic finance skills, uh, you know, balancing checkbooks, but not only that, but uh, what compounding interest does, credit cards. And, and, and I'm not surprised, but some of the listeners out there may be surprised to learn that you don't learn that in school anymore. I know. I learned how to balance a checkbook. I learned what... In I learned that in school. They actually taught that to me. Mm -hmm. um, they don't teach that anymore. It's amazing, isn't it? And it's, it, is, it is a very needed life skill. It is. Right? To understand how this is imp impacting your finances. So we teach them that kind of basic finance. They get some uh, parenting classes, uh, some, you know. Oh, definitely parenting classes. When I became a father, somebody should have handed me a handbook. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Dad. My, my, my mother just passed last Saturday, um, so she doesn't get to hear this, but thank you all for, yep. for being there when I was raising my child. Yeah, interviewing for a job. Interviewing for a job. Shopping dress for a job. Yeah. And Absolutely. so you get the freedom of the car, but we're also given that life skill to be able to get a job and to self-support yourself. Because yeah. some of these ladies are at the very bottom when we see them. And there's college-educated ladies, and for some reason spiraled all the way to the bottom, didn't know how to handle financing, got a divorce, and was always dependent on somebody else, and they just need a step up. And that's what we're doing is giving them that car and those skills to give them a step to get back into productive. Uh, yeah, and let me give a shout-out to Jill Chadwick. She's a volunteer for us, heads up that program in the uh, Methodist Church up uh, uh, Montgomery, Montgomery County Methodist Church that helps teach us those classes. Outstanding. So. And, you know, you're absolutely right. Um, sometimes, and it can happen to anybody, it's happened to me, that you think you're doing right, you think you've planned, and then something happens. And then something else happens. And then something else happens. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you, you, you can't get out of the hole. Yeah. That, that hole was, you know, you figured, first thing you do is I stop digging. Well, you know, you don't realize that, that other people are digging that hole uh -huh. for you, and you can't see the light of the day anymore. Um, it's not always because of drugs and alcohol and this, that, and the other right. thing. Sometimes people just get into a situation, and they need a hand up. Exactly, and that's what we try to do. And it's a, it's a hard thing to ask for help. It is. Yeah. And it goes back to that very first one. You know, she went three months with a truck in the, in the repair shop, and she was too embarrassed to tell somebody she didn't have the money to get that repair done. Yep. So, that, you know, that's what they're facing. Yep. Um, I want to talk about Kelly Clarkson, but before we do that, um, how many cars have you given away? You've been 10 years now. Yep. How many cars have you been given away? I think we're right at 500 gifted cars. And probably the, it started off very slow. You know, we were just repairing cars on a Monday night, and that expanded to a Tuesday night. Mm -hmm. And then it expanded to a Thursday night. We started getting real busy. And then all of a sudden, people were starting to want to donate cars. So that first three or four years, it was very few cars given away. And then the last five years, it started like when we moved to our new location on 2854, I think we gave 54 cars away. It's the away. old location now. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. the old location now. <laughs> we gave 54 cars away then or so. And then the next year, we were at 150. And then 133, I believe, in 2019. And that's because we, we closed on property. that piece of property in August. And we started transitioning to the new location at 2106 East Davis. And so, you know, during that transition period, we had cars ready, but with the move and all, we wasn't able to have the classes and be able to gift the cars. So that's why we think this year we're going to be up again at the 150 mark and maybe more just because we had cars from 219 that kind of moved into this this year here. Now, so. I, I want to stress this point that you not only gift cars and give these classes, but you also repair a car. 
Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the application for repairs. And yeah, so ladies come to us. They, if, if they have a repair that is needed or repairs, generally it's multiple repairs that are stacked oh, up. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. you know, the first thing goes out, and it's okay, I don't have the money to fix that, but that first thing went out, so the next thing goes out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. So in the application process, they can uh, apply for a vehicle, they can apply for repairs, and we will, you know, we support both of those as, as best we can. Um, one, one thing I do want to point out, the, the the facility we're at now that we just moved to, we have a lot of land. Our garage is a, essentially a two-and-a-half-bay garage, but one of our goals is to try to build a much larger garage. Now, COVID impacting, you know, the, the fundraising for that, of course, but uh, that's that's something we're shooting to, to build is a much larger garage, and, and when, when that's done, we see our throughput expanding 300 to 400%. Now, did, yeah. did you guys apply for the PPP and the uh, the EGLI? Yes, we did. Okay, you got your numbers back. We have we're we're a volunteer centric organization. Harvey and I both are volunteers. Okay, all our board members are volunteers. We have four full time paid employees, uh, a full time mechanic, uh, ASC certified mechanic, and he runs the shop. We have a director of women's ministry. We have a office manager, uh, and we also have a bookkeeper. Everybody else is volunteers. We're talking over 130 volunteers last year, okay? Uh, so our costs from a manpower perspective are pretty low uh, in relation to other nonprofits because it's such a volunteer organization. We had, uh, um, when the whole COVID thing started, um, I sat down with, uh, with Darlene um, from East Meets West. She's... Uh, um, you met her. Um, she's our, our, our benefactor here at Veterans There, Anything that we need, she ponies up for. Um, and she did a whole hour of how to apply for both of the different types of programs. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that you've applied and that you've gotten your confirmation number back for not only the PPP, but the EG, ELGI. EG, the other, the other one, whatever that Okay, was. I'm not familiar with that one. PPP we've done... ELGI. And already got the funds. Yeah, I already have the funds, but the ELGI, I'm not familiar that, that, We'll have to check in on that one. Yes, right. yes. And and let's let, send me an email because I will forget. <laughs> I will send you Darlene's contact info. Okay. And uh, talk to her. You guys are a 501, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, you'll be approved. And they'll give you a confirmation. When you're going to get the money is anybody's guess. But if you know that you have ten, twenty, sixty thousand $60,000, waiting to come in, that goes a long way with a bank giving you an interim line of credit, what they call a bridge loan. Sure. Okay. Um, and, and there's still money out there, still to be had, and I'll talk about that on my next broadcast. Um, well, yeah, one of, the, one of the news that we just got this week is 105 is going to be expanding in our area. See, now you're, now you're stealing my thunder. Go ahead. Oh, you know that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well... In that particular area, uh, we contacted the one that's uh, the appraisal, going to do the appraisal and all, and we've been informed that it is going to dissect our building. So our, Outstanding. Our office building will have to be relocated in addition to the shop that we're wanting to, to build to expand. So here in this next year, we're going to be probably building a new office building plus a new shop. So we're definitely looking for engineers, uh, you know, to help us with that project. So if there's any engineers out there that want to help a nonprofit, you know, come see us. But, uh, you know, we, and, and also uh, one thing Ted mentioned was volunteers. We do promote volunteerism where everybody thinks it's just a garage and you need mechanics. There's so many aspects of the garage. You know, we have people that just like to detail the cars, come in, clean the cars. We, you know, definitely the, the mechanics, but we have crews that go pick up cars. People call in and say, hey, I have a car I'd like to donate, and we send a truck and trailer or a crew to that location and pick it in. We have people that prepare meals for us. Office workers, uh, you know, we got tons of emails, applications, and all that. So if somebody has got a hankering to work in the office, they can see us. So I always say, if you want to volunteer, we have something for you at God's Garage. We've got groups of people, all they do is they go to the title office for us, title cars, because every one of our cars we receive, we have to transfer now, now, the title. Now, that has to be a very patient person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. absolutely. Right. Hey, um, do, we have a, do we have God's Garage website up? 
Um, if you're looking at the website, y'all, um, on there, you'll see the link for the application. Um, Ted, talk to us about what this application is. It's a pretty simple application. It's one page. Uh, that's where if you're looking for a, you know, you need a car or you need a repair, you're going to go there and fill that out. Uh, it's a simple who, what, when, where, why kind of deal. And that puts you into our system. And once you're into the system, after a period of time, you know, chronological or, or uh, somewhat based on need as well, you'll come to one of our seminars, which is on a Saturday, one time a month. And we usually have about 30 ladies in the set in a seminar and that's where we teach those classes we were talking about the basic finance job skills training or job interview training uh, that kind of stuff and once you complete that then it's just waiting for us to get a vehicle from a generous donor and get the repairs done which is, has to be funded by a generous donor and then we fit the vehicle with the individual so if there's a, you know, somebody that has five kids, obviously needs a bigger vehicle. Somebody that doesn't know how to drive a manual transmission needs an automatic transmission. You know, that kind of thing. So we try to fit the vehicle to the, to the appropriate person. And uh, that's the typical process. And the length of the process can be quite long. We're, we're, we have a long list. There's 2,900 applications on file right now. Wow, that's a lot of people needing help. Yes, there are a lot of people that need help. What's the criteria? We've been talking about ladies. So let's expand upon that. Single moms, widows, families of deployed military. That's it. You don't, we don't, uh, you know, we are a Christian organization, right? But we don't require that to be one of our recipients. You know, we're trying to help everybody that we can, okay? So single moms, widows, and families of deployed military. So... Okay. Yeah, one of the things earlier you were talking about the ladies and we were talking about how they hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. One thing we don't do is judge. We just see that there's a need and we try to help them. We don't try to dig into their past mm -hmm. and, and see what it is. They put the application in, we vet those applicants, and if there's a need there, we're going to take care of them. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm familiar with the application. I've been okay. through the website. Um, I bring this up because there's... A lot of help out there if you're willing to swallow your pride and ask for the help but there are some of those organizations that that they ask for things that that I myself would be uncomfortable putting out to somebody that that I don't have a relationship with your application doesn't have any of that stuff it's just who what when where and why and we'll get to you be patient we'll get to you um, so, there's a lady out there, single mom, maybe she's uh, the spouse of a deployed soldier, um, maybe she's a widower, and the air conditioner breaks down. It's August. If you're in Montgomery County in Texas in August and your AC don't work in your, your car, it definitely needs to be repaired. Um, Boofrau, yes, we, we're going to get you a new truck this year. My wife's um, Ford Pony with the many miles. <laughs> yeah, the air conditioner's dead, and it's like, you know, $12,000 to put the new AC in, and it's a Ford Pony with many miles. Time for a new one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't throw $1,200 $1, $1, into a 1995 pickup. Yep, yep, yep. um, so she, she, the woman, <clears throat> the lady, she needs brakes done, whatever the case may be. She failed the inspection because the brakes don't work. She can go online. Oh, she can funny, funny story. <laughs> we see a lot of interesting things in the garage uh, that oh. people have done to their cars. Okay, mostly from the donation side where we receive. And uh, you're talking about brakes. One time we were doing the safety uh, inspection on the car we had received, and we pulled, pulled apart the brakes, and somebody had made a wooden brake pad and put it in there. Cut a brake pad out of a piece of wood, and that was their brake pad. Yeah, she stopped in, said she was having brake brake problems, and when we inspected it, we said, "Now we know why you got brake <laughs> brake problems. It's a piece of wood, and you can see the burn marks on the piece of wood." Yeah, that smoke the coming car. out of your wheel yeah. well. We found out where that's, that's coming right. from. Yeah, exactly. We uh, I don't know if it's still there. I know we framed it and put it on the wall yeah, for a while. It's framed it's... and it's in our in our display case. <laughs> um. 
So we talked about some of the other things that you do, not just repairing the cars and, or gifting cars, but the life skill classes. Yep. I, I'd like to talk for a moment on that because that's really, really important. Because sometimes when you get in the hole, you get in the hole because you just don't know. You just don't know how to do things. You thought that this advertisement that you had for 0% interest was really great, but 18 months gone by and you're now paying 39% interest. Mm -hmm. Are these life skill classes, are they mandatory? They are. They are mandatory. And one of the first things they tell them is to hold up your cell phone. And they hold them up and they go, how many are paying a hundred and something dollars for your cell phone? And there's some hands go up. And they say, well, you need to get rid of that one. Go down to, to one of the uh, variety stores. And to get a $29 one that you have minutes put on instead of that hundred and something dollar one. So immediately they're trying to put into their minds how they can save money that they're not sure about. Yep. My, Petra, you, you've met Petra. Petra used to track phone for years and years and years and it, it, it's just recently that the track phone finally died, and I, I actually got her uh, another cell phone. Uh -huh. um, but yes, because sometimes, sometimes the finances for the things that you think that you need, when somebody else is looking at them and then questions that, they're not questioning the need. They're, questioning so, they're, they're not questioning so much the need to have this. They're questioning is, have you thought about doing this? Right, it right. gives you the same thing, but it saves you $20. But you know what? 20 bucks is a lot of money. Yeah, if you save $20 on every suggestion, then you're going to oh, save yeah. some money. Oh, yeah. Um, learning to live within a budget is a hard thing for, for people to do. Yep. It really is. Hey, uh, something else I want to tell you about the class, though. You know, we, we do the, the teaching components are important. I want to tell you about another component that is equally as important, and it happens early in the in the class. Uh, the first uh, it ends up being about an hour. First hour of the class, they get to sit in the classroom with the instructors again from the uh, church that helps us out, and we don't have any men in that classroom. And the girls get to share their stories amongst themselves, and it gives them a you know an immediate kinship immediate partner group to know that they're not the only ones in the situation they're in. Because it, I'm here to tell you this, the stories are, are tragic and absolutely heart-wrenching. A lot of them are in shelters and running away from bad situations. Some of them are, you know, just a downward spiral that we talked about. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it gives them a way to see that there's other people in the same situation and they don't feel as bad about themselves because these ladies you know they're looking for some help but they're you don't want to sacrifice their pride in order to help them and when they get a group that see that they're not the only ones you know they're not the only one that this is happening to it builds a little team a little peer group and they yeah. some of them i'm not gonna say all but some of them stay in touch afterward and it gives them a, you know a, a kinship and it's 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 nice to have that going on as well. I, I got to tell you this story. Um, years ago, late 90s, early 2000s, um, I was a vice president of a, uh, of a company down there in the woodlands mm -hmm. um, doing mortgage field services, and I was the vice president of the environmental division. And uh, I needed an assistant. I had people working for me, but, but I needed a personal assistant. So I, I sent out an ad, and people applied. The, the, the young lady that I ultimately hired, young girl, single mom, two kids, um, when she found out she got the job, she said, why are you hiring me? I, I, I obviously don't know anything about the environmental. Why would you hire me? I said, I'm hiring you for a couple of reasons. First off, you shared with me where you were at and where you were coming from. You weren't trying to sugarcoat anything. You needed the job. You were hungry. You had to feed your kids. The second is, you're not coming from the field that I'm working in, so you don't come with anybody else's bad habits. I can teach you all of my bad habits. Yep. And third, you have a, 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 a desire 
to always better yourself. Looking at your, your thin resume, I see all the steps that you've taken to improve yourself and improve your situation. That means that you can handle anything that I throw at you because you're willing to put forth the effort to help yourself. Um, Harvey knows this. I've said this many times on the show before. There's veterans and there's vets. A veteran put on the uniform, raised his right hand. He had a desire to serve. He got out. And when he got out, he kept that honor, he kept that duty, and he kept that desire, that need to serve. That's a veteran. And then there's a vet. He put on a uniform, raised his right hand, did what he had to do. And when he got out, he holds out his hand for a hand-me-out. Montgomery County, it's a wonderful county. Because I've been doing this for a couple of years now. And I'm meeting, I meet a hell of a lot of people. The generosity of, of the citizens that we have here in Montgomery County is amazing. If you ask them, they will give, they will help you out. They may not be so willing to give you a handout, but they will give you a hand up. You know, on those same lines, we have an amazing county and a, a caring and giving county. And we have a sponsor board. When you come into our office, we have a sponsor board of all the companies in Montgomery County are individuals that have helped us out, and we put their name on the board up here. And we have a pretty full wall. We're trying to figure out how do we expand our wall to put more companies that are helping God's Garage out, you know, both in-kind services and monetary uh, services. So you're right, we do have a caring uh, community. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it's a community that works together. It's, it's finding the people, reaching out and saying, can you help? Um, and that is, a, that is a unique set of skills, Ted, looking at you. That is a unique set of skills to go out and say, can you help us out? So how do you do it? What do you do when you're talking to people and you're, and you're looking for a sponsor? What do you look for in a sponsor? Do you have like sponsorship levels? You only can be involved if you donate $2,500 or something? No, we don't really have sponsorship levels. Um, I'll be quite honest, we, we have not done a whole lot of going out, beating down doors, that kind of stuff. What we do and have done, we, we want to do more of that, don't be wrong, but right, we've grown by a grassroots campaign. Uh, if people want us to come speak to their group, we do. Typically, Harvey goes. Uh, and we oftentimes will try to do a car giveaway at that engagement. And that gives the people that are there a true taste of what it's like to be able to give a car away and see the impact it's having on these people. Um, and we've been pretty fortunate, we've been blessed that uh, our funding seems to keep coming to us. And we, we always wonder when it's going to stop, but it seems to keep coming. Now, in the near term, we are developing a group that's going to go out and start really looking at corporations and things like that that want to help us sponsor the new garage or individuals. Um, but uh, in, the, in, the new, in, the, in the past, it's been totally grassroots. And we need, you know, our donations come from, you know, individuals and local businesses and some grant writing that we just started doing. But it's not just Would funding. Would you write a grant for me? <laughs> I know somebody that can. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not just monetary donations. To give away a car, we have to have somebody, a generous donor, that wants to give away, that donate us their car that is in a reasonable state of repair, right, that's recoverable if we put some money into it. And then we have somebody that's willing to donate some funds to repair the car, buy the parts, and then, you know, then we have to have the, 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 the volunteers to do the actual work, okay? So it's three different areas, and it's, again, it's amazing what has happened in the last three years. I mean, I, we talk about it. I remember being in our founder's shop in his backyard not four years ago, and here we are, and you know, we've got our own property, and we gave away 150 cars last year, 100, or 133 last year, 150 year before. And this year we would do we'd do more if it wasn't for the COVID deal. I, I saw the picture of the new building. It's beautiful. Yeah, and one of the things, the volunteers aren't just volunteers. They're also donors. Yeah. Because when it started, all the parts and all come out of volunteers' pockets to do the repairs and all. 
and it still does now. You know, there's volunteers that still give monthly uh, donations to help repair cars for the ladies. But there's one other thing that I'd like to mention. You know, we talked about Cannon Recovery and 4T Racing and all. We try to help in any ministry that we can. If they need transportation, uh, sometimes we get 15 passenger vans in or something. If we can identify a ministry that has a need for that, we will partner with them and try to get them transportation. If they already have a vehicle that needs repairs, we will ask them to bring their vehicle over so that they can continue their ministry. And one neat thing is we got three Army guys in here, but I got to give kudos to the Marines. The Marines do help sponsor the garage, and we're getting ready to kick off a uh, little symbolic deal for the Marines. We're going to be a year-round collection site for Toys for Tots. Outstanding art. Outstanding. So we're going to, as soon as we can. one of my pet projects. (laughs) And one of his pet sayings, outstanding. I love it when I hear (laughs) outstanding from Doug. But we have them a 40-foot container in the back that is going to be theirs, and we're going to put a – we have a billboard company that puts billboards up for us. When they have one for lease, they put a God's Garage sign up on that billboard, and they also do some skins for us because our building at 2106 East Davis Mm -hmm. has those uh, two billboard-type signs out there, and that's what we're going to do with the Marines. We're going to – unveil it here within the next, you know, within this next month anyway. We're going to have a kind of a press release and reveal that we're a year-round collection site for Toys for Tots for I will, the Marines. I, I, I will endeavor to come out to the garage and drop off a Crayola 64 uh, box so you can have these Marines have some snacks for them. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, we can draw some pictures so they can read them. <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. I had to say that. You know I did. Um, well, let me... Uh, let me tell you about our new garage real quick because uh, nobody wants to hear about donation stuff. I got to throw it out there, okay? The new garage we're trying to build is going to be a 10-bay facility. And right now we're seeking sponsorships for each of those bays at $25,000 a bay. And that will help us get the building built. Uh, we'll name the bay after you or after whatever you want the bay to be named. Or if you choose to sponsor the whole building, it's $250,000 uh, sponsor is what we're looking for to name the building and be a you know a co-sponsor of God's Garage, and that's uh, not unreasonable. Just that you know, right? Well, we we would love to have that type of donation, but we will also take any donation because every little bit helps us move another car out to one of these ladies. Well, let's talk about the donations and the grassroots um, a little bit more. Um, on the website, if you're looking, um, you'll see the interview with Kelly Clarkston. Yes. So that must have been a big shot in the arm. It was. Tell us about that. It was. Well, I happened to be at Home Depot one day, and I got a text message from the garage and said, uh, NBC or somebody from Kelly Clarkson's show wants to talk to you. <laughs> so I get on the phone, and it was one of her producers that said, you know, we had seen a story about God's garage, and We'd like to hear more about God's Garage. So I went into details, much of the story that you told at the beginning of this, and went on it, and she goes, okay, can you Skype us? I said, as soon as I get back to the garage and I got somebody that (laughs) knows computers, we most definitely can Skype you. So we Skyped and did a little interview, and she said, I'm going to run this by you know, the, the the show producers now. And then we got a call back, said, we want y'all on the show, and we'd like y'all to give a car away on the show. So there was three, myself and two others, that went to Los Angeles. And Ted and all the volunteers went to Houston, and along with Mattress Mac and Trey the Truth, mm-hmm. uh, a rapper, they were in downtown Houston. And we simulcast from L.A., and Houston, and the one that we were giving the car to was also in L.A. And uh, so it was really a good experience. Kelly Clarkson, she puts you right at ease. She's a Texas girl. And, uh, she is. And, and it, anybody that watches the show, I think you can pull it up off our website. 
that she loved my Texas twang, and I'm looking, what, <laughs> what Texas twang is that? <laughs> and and her guest that was on the show, she go, he told her, he said, Kelly, I noticed since these people from Texas have been here, your twang has got a little bit thicker too. So it, it was a great experience, great exposure for God's Garage, and you know it was national uh, publicity for the garage. Um. Where do you get the mechanics to come and give their time and expertise? Where do you find these guys? Well, Ted, Ted mentioned earlier, I go out and there's others that go out to presentations. And I don't care if it's one person that wants to hear about God's Garage or a stadium full. We go out and tell them. And then we also tell them during that presentation about the volunteerism, an opportunity to serve your community and to serve ladies in needs and all. And we get a lot of people that hear the presentations and want to hear more about God's Garage. They'll come out, anybody that would like to tour the place or see the place, come out to our location, and we'll be gladly show them around. And if they got an interest in volunteering, we have applications for volunteers, and we can put you whatever suits you and what you're wanting to volunteer in, we can put you in that that role. See, that's why I wanted to put you and 4T, 4, uh, T4T together. Because when he was talking to, uh, to me and Dan, he said, you know, what he would love to do if he had the land and, and the whatnot is to start giving classes. And, and he really didn't want them working on the race car, but, you know, to build a car. Um, because mechanics, they're veterans too. And uh, he's talking about how does he go about making that dream a reality. Um, and maybe it was Austin that was bringing this. I can't remember. Um, but I, I, I thought to myself, oh, wait a second. Yep. I, but wait, let me text you this guy's number. <laughs> call Harv and tell him I said to call, that, that you should call. Um, and, and it just made sense to me. And that's grassroots, Ted. Yes, it is. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's a couple other ministries. They're talking about doing similar, building a garage and having it mm -hmm. where somebody can learn a skill. And we're telling them, well, your ministry focuses on something else. We're focusing on repairing cars and all. You need to save that money. You're wanting to build a garage, team with us, and we will help you know, teach these people skills. We're actually uh, getting ready to partnership with uh, Workforce, uh, I guess, Texas. Workforce Solutions, I think, is the deal. And it's these uh, young men that are looking for a skill. Uh, not everybody's going to college and getting a blue-collar job. You know, you need mechanics and, and such as that. So they're going to pay them to come work at the garage, and we're going to teach them a skill at the garage to be mechanics. We're... You know, they're, they're going to learn a trade that's going to help them in their future. See, that's outstanding. Um, as you know, I've stepped back from the veteran service organizations um, as a leadership role, but I help a lot of veterans. Yep. Um, and, and back when, when Ashley was the queen of, of veteran solutions, um, we were talking one day, and she says, you know, not every veteran is right for every program. And uh, you've gone through our, our courses, Doug, and we, we've determined that uh, you are not right for our programs. <laughs> but uh, uh, you have a unique set of, of, of unique outline, outlook, and are able to help veterans one-on-one. -on -one. And I still do that today. Yep. Um, and what I tell a lot of them when they get hold of me, and they tell me their story and that they're at the end, they've exhausted everything they did, nothing's working for them, and they've decided that uh, they need to go back to school. I said, well, what do you need to go back to school for? Well, so I can get a degree. What do you need a degree for? Well, you can't get a good job unless you have a degree. I said, are you sure? Do you know how much plumbers make? Do you know how much electricians make? Do you know how much welders make? If you have the minuscule amount of welding skills, you can have a job today paying $22 an hour to start. Um, and, and, and I guide these, these young men and these women into the trades. Back when I was in school, we had shop. We had metal shop, we had wood shop. I took both of them. Failed both of them, but I took them. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, yeah, um, as, a, as for a mechanic, I know where the gas goes and where the oil goes. Anything else, 
that's it. Let me tell you, we have all age groups volunteering at the garage. We mm -hmm. have a 15-year-old, I think he just turned 16, it looks like he's 22. Mm -hmm. But we have probably men up into their 80s that are volunteering the garage, and I see them as mentors for these younger boys, and to they got a lot of knowledge over the years on how to build stuff, how to weld, that they can impart on these younger men coming up and learning the trade. So mentorship. Yep. That's we a got big guys word. from the uh, Lone Star College. They're going through the mechanic yep. course yep. there. They'll come out and they they volunteer with us during their summertime, almost internship type. So they're getting to work on cars and stuff like that at the same time, learning how to do it at school. It's a perfect I, time for them to develop their skills. Families bring. We got one one guy. He's a uh, a DPS officer. DPS off, thank you. And he brings his his daughters whole family out, and they're out there turning wrenches on cars with it, with their dad. It's great. I wish I had a skill set. I uh, you know I I, I made a uh, I made a uh, garden box, raised garden box. I was going to grow vegetables this year. Second year attempting to do this and it hasn't worked out well. But I was so proud of myself that I built this. It's like three feet wide and six feet long, and I'm all proud of myself. And my friends come out to help me move this to where it needs to be and fill it with dirt, and they look at it and they go, Doug, why didn't you call? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know you can't be building stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was just never born with that gene. Um, there is, oh, wait, before I forget, I wanted to ask this first off. Do you still have the pumper truck? We do. <laughs> you know, and, and you know, the other thing is we get any kind of donations, and somebody will call and say, I have this to donate, and we said, we'll be right there to get it. And this is, this is an uh, amazing story. When we moved into our new office building, we have this little small kitchen, and there was a spot for, and you got to visualize this, the only thing that would fit in this spot is a 30-inch electric stove. So we'd been transitioned over to the new property about three weeks. We're walking down the hallway, and uh, the two ladies in the office, they asked me, what are we going to do about a stove? And I said, well, we'll eventually get a stove. You know, we, we're just going to have to wait till we can get it and afford it. Not two hours later, the phone rings, and there's a gentleman who says, hey, I have a stove that I'd like to donate. So uh, James, our lead mechanic, and myself, we jump in the truck. We had no idea if it was gas, electric, how wide it was or anything. We said, we'll be on the way to come get it. And we got there. It was still in his house, in the kitchen. But the next day, they were getting a new stove. So we took this stove out of his house, and it was a 30-inch electric stove that fit in that, the spot that we needed there. Do you need a dishwasher? Oh, we always needing some, but I got a dishwasher uh, in the studio. You know my little mobile single wide mobile yeah. home that I use for photography studio. I got a dishwasher, um, and it's new. Never used it because it's not hooked up. You come get it; it's yours. Yeah, but what you were talking about is uh, the pumper truck. We had a gentleman call and said, "Hey, I have a fire truck that I would like to donate if y'all want it," and we said, "We'll be right there to get that fire truck." You can yeah. see Harvey's eyes yeah. light up. Yeah. Being a firefighter for 40 years, my eyes definitely lit up about being a, getting a fire truck. So we've, we've got the fire truck on the property. We're trying to decide if we're going to keep the fire truck and make a parade truck out of it or exactly how we're going to utilize that truck. But we get boats donated. We, uh, there's, there's a number of things that we get donated. And uh, a shout-out for the Marines again. Bring your toys. Don't wait till Christmas and forget <laughs> about the kids and toys. We've got a year-round collection site now. Um, <clears throat> is the truck still parked out front? It or? is. Good. So, people, if you're driving down 105 heading east, look for this, this pumper truck. It's like 1949. Oh, okay. We're talking about two different pumper trucks, too. The 1941 is our symbol. It's got God's Garage on it. It's got a flag and a fire plug yep. right beside it. So it is on display in front of the new garage, and we also have a new fire truck, pumper truck, over on the other side of the garage. And that's oh, why I haven't was, seen that. I gotta come out. I gotta yeah, come out. absolutely, come out and tell your listeners to come out. So, so y'all, if you're heading east down 105, you can't miss this. You you, you can't miss it. It's a, it's an old 
pumper truck, an old pump uh, fire from 1949, fire pumper truck with God's garage symbol right on it. It's a great thing. Um, it's also wonderful for pictures, by the way, just so you all know out yep. there. I promise you, and again, you have to email me because I'll forget, but this is a promise. I will take that, uh, that picture with the Legion when we're all standing in mm -hmm. front of the pumper truck. I will go get that printed and bring it over, present it to the shop. Um, how much time do I have? Dick says I can have as much time as I want. You got, well, some, you got somebody behind me? Ted, Ted told me, what do we got to do for an hour? I said, don't you take was, care you, of you, us. You was, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ted, uh, I talk. <laughs> yeah, and, th and thank you all out there for listening to me talk. Um, all right, so it's an hour. We're going to wrap up um, so, so we don't bore our listeners. But... Um, Harvey, you got any wise words for us, Ted? Somebody you want to give a shout-out to? Somebody you need to thank on the air? Well, I'd just like to thank all the sponsors that have helped God's Garage in kind uh, or donation-wise, uh, the people that donate cars. Without them, we couldn't supply cars to the ladies in need of transportation. So thank all of them for the cars that they have donated. And thank all the, the 125, 35 volunteers that we come to the garage, that they come and give of their own time in order to make our community a better community. And I'm going to tell the ladies out there that are on our list, uh, we, we are thankful for them as well. And uh, have faith. I know it's going to take a while, but uh, give it some time, and we'll get through that list, and we'll get you some uh, transportation. So have faith. My dear listeners, as I've said often, and I will continue to say, there are angels out there, and they walk among us. It's your job to recognize when that angel is holding out his or her hand to you. Don't be afraid to grasp it. You're not alone. Ted, Harvey, thanks for coming in. Thanks for yeah. telling our listeners about God's Garage. It's a great organization. Um, I feel really bad. Do, do you remember my little gray vibe I used to run around in? Yep. It died. I now have that beautiful RAV4. Thank you, Darlene. Um, that beautiful RAV4. And uh, I junked it for 500 bucks. Do you know why I junked it for 500 bucks? Didn't give you a call? Didn't remember about God's garage. Yeah. It's the only reason. So there's a bunch of you people out there just like me going, what the heck am I going to do with this car? Call Harvey. What's the number, Harvey? No, just go to uh, the godsgarage.org website, and they can get all the details they need on donating there. We're also on Facebook. They can message us on Facebook, and we they answer the emails. They can get the email off of the website. It's, once again, godsgarage.org. Yep. And, uh, and we'll can, come pick it up. Them. We'll have the paperwork. It will be a quick, easy process. And we try to make it easy as possible for our donors. And they'll get, a, of course, a tax receipt to use by the end of the year uh, for their donation because we are a 501c3. You know, one of the things is we get, and you, you think we're in competition with repair shops, but repair shops are kind of our friends because they call us because they get clients in, and time they tell the client what the car is going to cost for parts and labor, it's more than what the car is worth. So the, the, the people will start mentioning maybe donating it or something, and they will tell them about God's garage. So a lot of repair shops we actually go to, and they help us out. We also have repair shops that help us repair cars. You know, we, they partner with us, and when they have downtime or spare time, they will work on a God's Garage car and then get it back to us. So, like I said, with the community and the caring community we have, it's, it's a great thing. That's fantastic. Um, so, you're all out there. Um, you're a 501C, even if you're not a 501C. If you're do doing something good for the community, if you're out there helping your fellow citizens... I want to know about it. Send me, drop me an email. Go over to the website, veteransair.us. Or you know what? You can email me directly, douglasb at veteransair.us. You can call or text, rather, text me on my Google phone, 936-344-3083, and let me know you exist. I will put you on the website and give you a link back there so people know who you are and how to get hold of you and the good work that you're doing.
This is Douglas B. for Veterans Air. You've been listening to interview with Harvey and Ted from God's Garage, doing the work of God and making transportation happen for the ladies out there in Montgomery County. Until next time, as I always say, stay safe, stay vigilant. This is Douglas B. Veterans Air. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.